I had a whole intro planned as like a cold open for this, but now you you've Harvey Z got sick on me, so now I'm, I'm everything's ruined. I thought we weren't going to talk about this. <laughs> I'm just warning people ahead of time. There's there's holiday cheer in the air, and that cheer is cooties, cooties, and making people sick. So I'm going on vacation next week. So if I come out of this sick because of you. I'm going to be very upset. I was going on vacation tomorrow. I thought you said you were working next week. Tomorrow is not next week. Oh, well, I'm going on a week vacation. All right, so someone's showing off their, like, <laughs> awesomeness. and Yeah, I'm working next Christmas, this Christmas. Uh, okay, well... Uh, Holiday cheers and festivities to you all. Yeah, happy holidays, blah, blah, blah. Let's get to some games. The Team Manatees. No, just the Manatees. Close. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I always forget. Yeah, fine. And by always, it's only been... This is this is the second time. The second annual Manatee? <laughs> oh, Manatees. The 2019 Manatees. Sound effect here? I was about to make Manatee noises, but you already <laughs> look like you're broken, and I don't want to break you further. What is it? Just go ahead. Give me your best manatee noise. That was actually, I think, quite realistic. I think that was a cow. But underwater was my goal. <laughs> you were close. Actually, that I was imitating a cow trying to be underwater. I, I, I'm actually really pleased. <laughs> It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. Game of the year, but we're going to call it the manatee. This makes no fucking sense, but we're doing it anyway. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Me a Gamer, the procedurally generated podcast that's a roguelike for your ears. I'm your host, T-Man, and I'm here with... Harvey Z, in the place to be. And we've got your games of the year. This is our... Last year, we did a special bonus episode to do the games of the year, but this year is just a regular straight up episode that we're doing. Might be a little shorter than our usual, just we're just going to go through the games. Basically, year in review sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the 2019 games. Yeah. I went back and listened to the, fir- the last year's podcast, so we can kind of do it in a similar format. Uh, last year, you had a, a technical knockout because you'd only played one game that came out in 2018. Civilization? Yeah. And specifically the Civilization VI expansion that came out in 2018. This year, I think I'm better prepared. Okay. I'm more of a gamer. And for me, I had a... Basically, the nominees are where I listed like four games and ended up being five because two were tied. And then my game of the year. So like one game of the year and then four unordered ones. Uh, So we're going to... Stick to something similar this time. I went over with Harvey Z ahead of time to kind of plan it out. I asked him how many games he wanted to talk about, and he just started listing every game that he had played, uh, which was not the answer to my question. It was trying to help you figure out what the answer to your question was, (laughs) because I didn't know how you wanted me to answer. (laughs) Well, I wanted you to tell me how many you wanted to talk about, but you didn't, so I told you. Because what if we both wanted to talk about the same game? I mean, that's the whole point of the lists. Like, I'm not going to change my list of my favorite games of the year because you also had it on your favorites. 
I still feel like I was being helpful. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so I'm gonna. I've got four plus my game of the year that I'm gonna talk about, and then we have decided Harvey Z is gonna give his runner up and his game of the year. So, because he had five total, I think we came out five or six that you had actually played this year. Five games, I think we pl- I played for the year that yeah. that were came out in 2019. He watched a couple too. Uh, but I didn't factor but those th- in. Yeah, yeah, but th- those were not. Uh, we're not counting those. We're counting the ones you actually played. And then I've got mine. So why don't we start with you? Uh, go ahead and what's your runner up? So my runner up is ah oh, crap. I should have probably planned this out ahead of time. I was thinking I had some time to listen to your arguments, see if I needed to make any adjustments to mine. Well, I figure we'll do your runner up, then we'll go through my non ones, and then, and then we'll both talk about the game of the year. Okay. Then my runner-up would be, it was a very close between second and third place. We're not going to hear about third place. <laughs> Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, okay. What, cool. Were you expecting that one? I, I, don't, I wasn't sure because you didn't spend a lot of time with it while you've played other games more. So I wasn't sure if time played would factor into it. That was a big part for me too. I've basically beaten this game twice. Mm-hmm. So I believe once with you... And then once with Generic Johnson. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like this has been over the year. I came back to it a lot. But again, it's that nostalgic factor. It's such a fun game. And it really does its original game a lot of justice. Mm-hmm. So I felt like in terms of game of the year, maybe it's not number one, but it should get the special runner-up nod as opposed to the third place game that didn't make the list. But I won't mention it for now because maybe it's the game of the year. <laughs> Tension and drama. <laughs> All right. So what did you like about it? Like we've talked about it a little bit, but just what, so, uh, what I liked is actually, I like things that are the same that I love XCOM. I don't want things to change from the XCOM formula. I love Toe Jam and Earl. I wanted the game to basically be Toe Jam and Earl with, with more enemies, more levels, more presence. And that's what this felt like with the addition then of a four player multiplayer, which was fun. Soundtrack was familiar to me. The little inside jokes that were like loving tributes to the actual like Toe Jam and Earl 2 and Toe Jam and Earl 3. This was a game that felt like it was made by people who got it, who loved Toe Jam and Earl the series. And I feel like that really kind of pushed it over for me was the love of the game itself. So it wasn't like a soulless reboot that just kind of people make trying to make money that didn't understand where the game comes from. Like I wouldn't market this game or like my pitch for this game wouldn't be for people to, Hey, check out this game. You'll really love it. It's almost game of the year. It's if you like toe jam and Earl, you'll friggin' love this game. And I can say that pretty confidently. Gotcha. All right. Cool. All right. Nice. That's good. Was it in your list? No, it was not. In, it, it, it wasn't in my list. I, I wasn't sure. I don't even think it, it rated top 10. Like I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed <laughs> yeah. it as a game. It's a good game. I, I'm, I approve of it being on your list. But in terms of my experiences, I had some stronger single player experiences. I don't think there were any multiplayer games uh, that really... No. This one just felt like it was a, I had to give it a nod because of how many things it did right for why it was created and stuff. I wanted it to get some shine. Like, oh, I I would say it's probably my, well, I I think it's the only game I've played multiplayer this year. Like I've done Overwatch, 
but I mm-hmm. and I, I guess we did Overcooked too, but I don't know if that came out this year or last year. I think it's this year, or actually, yeah, did it? I come mean, out we got I got it this year, but I don't know if it came out this year or not. But either mm-hmm. way, like it was it was a good multiplayer game. It, I would like to play it with friends more. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of chances to do that now. Uh, I really should. That's one of my 2020 resolutions: is more gaming with friends and more like getting together just to hang out. Like I, I that's that's not. This is not a game of the year discussion. No. This is something else. Um, we'll hold off on on your game of the year right now, and I'll talk about a couple of my uh, manatees. Also, not also rands. These are these are the top the, five. Like almost the nominees for you. Yeah, they they, they were the ones. So for me. There were three games that were, like, vying for the top spot. Okay. And then two games that, like, definitely rounded out the top five. Uh, so, like, I had the five, the top five fairly easy. And then there were a bunch of other games that are, like, jostling around in the six to ten position that I don't feel super strongly about. But they were still good enough to make it. But I have to, like, figure that out. But, like... The top five to me was very delineated. And I feel like I know four of the five. Mm-hmm. I'm just, it's probably, I know the fifth, but it can't come to me right now. Uh-huh. So I'll let you know, though, <laughs> if it was one that I did not pick. So the in thing... terms of what I think you're going to pick. Okay. So here's the thing. When I was going back to listen to our original Manatees podcast, like not the 2018, I wouldn't say original, I'll say the 2018 version. We had only been podcasting for a couple months We'd focused a lot on gaming news and, like, stories and things like that. Uh, this year, I feel like we've talked a lot more about games we've actually played and, like, discussed up-to-date things and, like, talked about why I liked games on the podcast. While, like, last year, I was talking about, like, Spider-Man and Into the Breach and those sorts of things on the Manatees because I hadn't really had a chance to talk about them all we'd like, only we'd only had a couple months worth of podcast mm. like i played god of war before we even started podcasting and so i had an opportunity to talk about it but i'm i came into this and i'm like shit all the games that are in my top five i have definitely talked about on this podcast before so i don't know if i'm going to go as in depth on like why i liked the games this time because you've probably heard it before and i don't want to really repeat myself Maybe it should be, like, why these were selected as, like, better than the above. Like, we know you like all of these games, but maybe why you felt the need to highlight it as a game of the year contender. Okay, that that sounds that sounds reasonable. I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, point is, I'm trying not to retread ground here, and I apologize if I do. Uh, okay, so let's start with the two games that were outside the top. Like, they're the top... This is top five, but not the top three. Like there was like the upper echelon Mm -hmm. and then this was like close, but not quite. First one is Death Stranding. That was the fifth one that I couldn't think of. I thought of it like while you were talking, I was like, I wonder if it's this one. Oh, so so that was number five that you couldn't come up with? Okay, interesting. I didn't think that would be the one you couldn't remember. (laughs) Because I feel like the others you've talked about liking more. Mm -hmm. This one was a more recently played, but I was like, maybe this one is on that list too. Okay. Well, so I liked Death Stranding a lot. Uh, I had a lot of criticisms about it, though, which is why it's not like game of the year material, Mm -hmm. but it's still a unique concept. It was still very fun. I 
played it more than a lot of other games. I think there's only like a couple, maybe two or three that I actually played more quantity time wise than Death Stranding. Did you beat it? Yes, I, I finished it. I think last time we had talked, I was still going through the middle of it. Uh, I played through the entire thing. The final cutscene, like I finished playing, playing in air quotes here, and I think the ending was the length of a feature film. What? Like, I think from the time I finished playing the game to the time the second credits rolled, and then I still had another epilogue to play after that, and then finally got the true to the end where it finally said it was the end, took about two and a half hours. It sounds weird to me, but like for a game, that might be actually... No, it's not normal. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. There, there can be, like, sure, a 10-minute cutscene ending, but this was, like, a good two and a half hours. Like, I watched a movie. Oh, not like a boss battle or, like, an epic finale fight. No, this was cutscenes. Like, this was people speaking. <laughs> I, it was ridiculous. I almost fell asleep in the middle of it. Like, no joke. The, the credits played twice. First time, like, over... Sam at like you had like control and he's like running around and so like and the credits kind of like played over him as you're kind of like have weird control and then a second time like the regular credits crawl on like on a black screen and they were the same credits there weren't any different like it was just the same thing twice except one time you had interactivity while they were playing and that's that's why this did not make my game of the year because while I liked the gameplay and I liked like the minute to minute stuff that you were delivering packages and the kind of Amazon delivery simulator that the gameplay provided, the rest of it was just super bloated. There was lots of cutscenes, lots of I, I wrote a review about it. There was not a lot of subtlety. All the metaphors were spelled out for you very clearly. Every character tells you exactly why they have their name, because every character's name means something. Right up to the very end. It's oh, it's so dumb. There were some good sequences. There was a real cool boss sequence where you have, you're like running away from a giant monster. And it, so it wasn't really a boss because you weren't fighting it. But it was very cool how everything came together in that moment. So it's like it's like two different things. Like the clashing that made me not like it enough to really say it's like a genius work of art you know because like some people are claiming it's like the game of the generation and like kojima's a genius he's not wow it's a good game uh but he's got a lot of work to do and he needs to figure out how to tell a story without having the characters talk for two and a half hours and explain everything yeah if i had to guess what happened at the end i would not have guessed two hour cutscene. <laughs> okay huh <sighs> okay so, so that's just, one like, watched it yeah i mean that that's the ending it's like a giant info exposition dump at the end where you find out everything and why the plot happened was it satisfying yeah okay let's move on <laughs> <laughs> um the other game that um didn't quite make the top three but was a, a contender for a while uh is slay the spire yep that was my one of my like hard press like oh do we talk about this you'll probably want to talk about this too yeah so was that would have that been your number three it was it toe jam and earl had to beat slay the spire yeah okay 
Yeah, like we we just talked about this last week, so I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail about it. Uh, but the reason I consider it game of the year is because it's super polished. It feels good. It's one of the best deck building games that I've played. There's been a lot this year. Like for some reason, deck building suddenly became popular in the indie sphere. And I don't know if everyone was like starting development at the same time or what, but they all kind of just, there's been like at least five or six that have caught my attention, including one you apparently bought that I didn't even know about. Yep. Um, but it's just, everything meshes so well. Like the three characters are very well defined in what you can do with them. It's fun and addicting in a good way. Like it has that, as I said last week, the one more run quality to it, where it's like, I can, I can beat it this time. Now I know what I'm doing or damn, I got screwed on that last one. That's not fair. I need to do it again and show that I can beat it. And the multiplayer aspect, which is, I mean, it's just competing with like different modes or different settings. It's like a leaderboard. Yeah. Keeps it actually kind of fresh again. Like I once again did that in like top 200 and now I'm like, ah, I can do this. I can consistently be in the top 200. Maybe I can be top 100 or something. Right. Yeah. And like, the leaderboard contest put like fun twists on the thing that you wouldn't normally do in a regular run. So it's, it has a lot of replayability and that's good in a roguelike, especially good in a deck building game. And that's why it's on here. That is probably my most replayed game. Like that one has, I find it very similar to into the breach Mm. from last year where like, this was one where I could pick it up after I got it. I think I got it in like June when it came out like I would consistently like every month or so go back and play a couple games. Like I wasn't just I didn't just play it and then go away like I do with like some single player games. Like I kept coming back to it. Yeah, that one was good, but the other 3 were phenomenal. Okay, like it's not in the phen- okay. It's not in the phenomenal one. It's close. Like basically <laughs> like I said, th- these t- these 5 were no contest top 5. Like everything else mm-hmm. was definitely did not give me as much of an impression. Like, I'm not saying Slay the Spire is, like, eh. Like, and I don't have as much criticisms for it as I do Death Stranding. Like, I came, I come out hard on Death Stranding. But, like, Slay the Spire, I don't have a lot of quibbles with, like, the down stuff. It's just the other three were so good that I, like, it's hard to That's like, fair. say I, it's not. I think your biggest summary of why it's up there, the polish like mm-hmm. it's a simple idea and having now played other deck building games they're just not slay the spire <laughs> like it's so well done and you don't know it while you're playing it of like how good it is until you play others and you're like it's just not the same right yeah, yeah. okay so now we're going to get into the top 3 and the first one I'm going to talk about uh I know for certain is not in yours is not your game of the year uh and then we're gonna we're gonna pause for a minute and do something a little different. But top three first game, uh, but not my game of the year, is Control. <laughs> I guess the positioning correct. Yeah, because I think I know the other two when you did that. Yeah, yeah. I was actually listening to the episode where you talk about Control. It's a pretty cool game when you describe <laughs> it back then too. Yeah, and as I predicted, I think I don't remember if I said it on the podcast or if this was just when I was talking with you about it, but like. The farther I get from it, the more I like it. Like, it's one of those that, like, when you sit with it, you go back and like, oh, yeah, that was cool. Oh, man, I want to play this again. Like, I found myself consistently rooting for it 
when I saw other game of the year stuff popping up, like IGN gave it their game of the year. Um, it won an award at the game awards. I don't remember what it was. It might've been best art direction, which it definitely deserved. Yeah. Uh, super brutalist architecture and like how ever, what everything looked like. It was so good. Um, the ties to, well, I, I guess this is sort of a spoiler, but the, I talked about it. I think we talked the, about it yeah. already. Like the ties to Alan Wake and like i'm i'm so excited for next year when that dlc comes out and like it's it's i haven't had a chance to go back and play it but i want to go back and finish it up and get like the the last bosses done and everything there's like a couple side bosses i never did uh and just the atmosphere a lot of people said something that i vehemently disagreed with in that they didn't like how there's like action, 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 and then pausing for 20 minutes to read files where I was like, I love everything about this world. Give me all these weird documents and like toilets moving and, you know, all this sort of shit. Uh, it was so good. I, yeah, the more I think about it, the more I just want more of that game. Like I have criticisms of it. Like I do Death Stranding. Checkpoint system was not great. Uh, some of the enemies were overtuned. Like I died to the same two or three enemy types and never died to anything else. So it felt like they needed to balance things a little better. But overall, I want more of this universe. I want a second game. I want like yeah. I don't even I, because I'm not gonna try to play this game. It's a behind the back kind of things change kind of game. But like that universe, the SCP kind of universe, I really liked how you described it mm -hmm. back then and even now. And it's like this needs to continue to flourish and exist as a genre. Yeah, it's getting a lot of praise, critical praise at the end of the year here, even though it didn't sell super well. But it seems like Remedy is happy with how it sold. And I'm hoping between with all this and all the attention it gets that we'll get. We're definitely getting the more DLC and I'm hoping we get more games in the universe uh, it seems like they want to do that too so i'm excited now i am down to my game of the year and my runner-up ish I, I mean it's definitely the runner-up ish and my prediction is my game of the year it's probably your runner-up you are correct <laughs> i'm just that can't uh, that good <laughs> so if you're listening at home and have been paying attention at all the previous podcasts, you probably know what's about to happen. Um, so I guess we'll just both talk about this next one. Like, yeah, go ahead. What What is your game of the year, Harvey? My game of the year is Fire Emblem. Yes. And oh, boy, you're yes, going to put me yep, on the spot. Yeah. Three kingdoms, three nope. houses. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> three houses. We're close. <laughs> I knew it was Fire Emblem. We're, we're not uh, romancing Three Kingdoms. We're Fire Emblem mean Three Houses. What, does that make sense? Yeah, let's burn through these emblems. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so that is my runner-up. Even though it's not, like the, it's a group of four nominees, as I said mm -hmm. earlier, it's definitely my runner-up. Like I can definitely say that's number two and Control is number three. And then the other mm -hmm. game that you all are, already know I'm going to talk about is number one. But yeah. Like this game for me, yeah, this... I mean, I had to pick this as number one. It got me into gaming this year in the sense that I had to buy a Switch in order to play this game. Like, mm -hmm. without this game, no other games of my top five or six would even exist. Right. And so, like, I had to give it that nod. But it also earned it in the sense of, like, I wanted a tactical game. I love narratives. 
it gave me all of that. Like when you gave me the challenge earlier in the year of designing game and I was like, I want a game like a mall or like a Sims type thing where all the warriors are there, but I don't care about the battles that they go out and fight. I want to see their life and how they're living their lives. This thing actually came close to doing that in that watching my little warrior children go to school and trying to educate them was so satisfying for yeah. me. Like I would love for there to be another like a toe jammer, like I just want more of this. I don't mm-hmm. need a new game with new fire emblemy stuff. Give me another school of children and let me just do this again. And that's where, <laughs> at least for me, the enjoyment will be playing through this again in the other houses. So right. it did give me replayability even. And there is going to be DLC, I think. There is, but I think it's going to be more... Right now, the DLCs have been adding more costumes and then adding a couple more battle sequences. I think they're at least adding one new character that is like in the game, but like wasn't a part of your party already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought there was going to be something else, a little more content, like an actual I know they're side adding, mission. They're or adding whatever. like the maps in the where you could do the side training missions or the green like where they were like random battles, but part of like oh to open up this uh, certain like spice merchant or something. Right. They're adding different maps into that section. Gotcha. I, I, I thought there was some, like, big story update they were planning oh. on doing that isn't until next year, but I could be wrong. Anyway, yeah, for a lot of reasons, it's similar uh, for me. Like, I put over 100 hours into this game. I'm halfway through a second playthrough. It's a fun tactical game, seeing all the characters interact. There are so many characters that have such distinct personalities, and, like... Twitter went crazy. Like, there are a lot of, like, artwork and comics. And, like, every character is so distinct that you see these, like, interpretations of what they're doing. You're like, yeah, that's the character. Like, they would totally do this. Yeah. I loved, like, after a battle, I just watched who, like, leveled up in their alliances or their friendships with each other. So I could just watch more, like, little story time sequences. And then my jealousy part is, like... I want my old characters who I knew from the previous game or the previous like playthrough to be on my team again to interact with these new characters. And I just want to like imagine what's going on with like my uh, Black Lions. Yeah. Or the Black Eagles. Black Eagles. My Black Eagles to like now interact with my Golden Deer people and stuff. And yes, I can recruit them, but I'm just like already dreading like I'm only halfway through the second playthrough and it's like I'm not going to have enough time to like... I want everybody to be friends and I want everybody to be shipping each other and I want everybody to have every sequence possible, which the game actually tracks for you as well. Like, who did you pick this time? Who did you ship this time? Yeah. Like, oh, it's it's got good replayability, which gives it the nod. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. I mean, I, I can't add much more to it. That's pretty much why I enjoyed it, too. Yeah. And it's such game a, of the year for game me. of the year. Uh and it would have been game of the year for me too. We would have had a, a critical consensus on the podcast if it weren't for this other game. A game that I wish came out on Switch. If it came <laughs> out on Switch, you would play I would it. Buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it sounds so cool. Good. It's so good. If you haven't figured it out by now, the my game of the year, my personal favorite game that I played, uh, that sort of came out of the nowhere. I had I had, had my eye on it when I first heard about it a couple years ago when it was like still in development, but the release date kind of surprised me and I wasn't initially planning on buying it uh, right away. I had, cause I had so many other games that I was playing. Like I was 
neck deep in Borderlands 3 and uh, playing Link o- Link's Awakening. And I Outer Worlds was coming out the next week. And I've been looking forward to that all year. And I was like, I just didn't have time to play this. But like, it looked so good. And everyone had such like good recommendations for it that I finally picked it up. And then it blew my mind. It was it was amazing from start to finish. And that game is, of course, Disco Elysium. Uh, yeah, I, I've raved about it already. It's just a perfect RPG in the sense that everything you do feels like it matters in the world. Like, it's not... You aren't a static character going through a story. Like, your decisions have weight. And things you say and things you do affect the world around you and can come back to bite you in the ass later. It's funny, all the different voices in your head, like you have 24 different stats and each one has its own personality and is trying to vie for your attention. Uh, the actual characters in the game are funny. The The guy you play as is as an amnesiac detective, like you can make him say some really weird shit and it's hilarious. Uh, and his, uh, his straight-laced cop is like the buddy cop. God, what's the word? Um, I, I, the straight man? I no, it's what's like when they play off of each other. Like the there's a oh. I I keep wanting to say repertoire, but it's not that rapport. Rapport. That's that's what I'm looking for. Like the buddy cop rapport between your straight man like partner and you who's like crazy off the wall. You can play yourself as like a giant fucking communist, which he says literally. <laughs> like I, oh by the way, I am a giant fucking communist. Once you've like done enough communist dialogue options <laughs> the uh, fact that there's communist dialogue options yeah well that's the shit like it's also a game that in a in a year and in like a time period where game developers are trying so hard to say their game isn't about politics that these developers just came in like we're fucking communists man <laughs> like they won a couple awards at the game awards like for best independent game best uh narrative i think and a couple others uh but in one of their speeches uh, they came up and they thanked Karl marx and engels in their speech as people so like these these people were not afraid to just have like there's communism there's liberalism there's fascism like there's centrists you have all these different views that you can take as the cop and then the funniest thing is that like communism and liberalism and even centrism gives you like a little bit of bonuses. But if you go fascist, like that ideology just gives you negatives. There is no benefit benefit. Yeah. In the game to being a fascist, unless you just want to role play as that, like it literally, all it does is negatively affect your stats. And that's the, their way of just saying like, fuck fascism. And it's just, in this like game video games especially the triple a games try so hard to like toe that line of we're not going to say anything because we might offend somebody and disco elysium is just like fuck it we're going for it like and that's one of the reasons i love the game because it was just unabashedly somebody's vision that wasn't distilled uh by corporate executives or like we shouldn't do this in case the wrong group doesn't like it like and that's what made it such a good game because it was definitely somebody's baby you know you can tell it's not like gone through a bunch of uh 
ringers where they kind of like take the personality out and make it design it specifically a certain way which company made this game the studio is called zaum it's oh. like z-a slash u-m uh i think they're out out of like i want to say the netherlands so like very indie yes very indie like this is a, a, a i believe it's self-published i i'm looking it up right now so i can properly credit them since this is my my game of the year um yeah it's published by zaum it was designed and written by estonian novelist robert kurvich so estonia they're they're it was european sorry it wasn't netherlands but i was i was close and uh yeah that's that's it like they it was not published um by a by a triple a company like activision or you know Ubisoft or any of those like it was just this why it won best independent game at the game awards um, so it's gotten some recognition as well yeah. yeah not just in like oh best narration or it, a, it actually at the game awards last week it actually won the most out of any any game hmm. like the next one was three I think and that was Death Stranding so uh yeah that was our manatees we kind of burned through the episode a lot quicker, but I didn't expect it to be like a full hour episode anyway. Especially now that we've started talking about these games already in like previous yeah. episodes and such. Because, so like we've been podcasting for all of 2018. It's 19. 19 holy shit. Even more so, <laughs> 2019. But like if you want to know more about a game, we actually probably have an episode dedicated to each of these games. Yeah, um... You can always look at the episode descriptions. I try to point out what I've, I've kind of divided it up a little more now instead of general like paragraphs. It's like what the Harvey Z snaps is and what the the mid game like a uh, game out of the hat is and what my personal game of the week is and what we talk about. And like we've definitely talked about Isco Elysium. We talked a lot about Fire Emblem. There was a good chunk where every episode was dedicated to Harvey's probably adventures. Had, like, spoilers all the way through for like a campaign in there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you if you need to hear more or want to hear more, just go back, look at our old episodes. And uh yeah, that was the the manatees. We've bigger and better. Yeah. We actually have like I got to participate. And it wasn't just a participation trophy. Yeah. It, there was actually, you had to make a choice. You actually had yeah. games that you had to think about. And that's uh, that's pretty good. And now going into uh, 2020, or is it 2020 or 2020? How are we going to call it? I prefer 2020. Okay. We're going to call it 2020? Because we're looking we... ahead straight and clear. Okay. No hindsight. Just foresight. 2020. All right. You've got a Switch. I've got a Switch. I actually bought a switch as well but more as a gift so mm -hmm. i bought two game systems this year yeah well, well yeah yeah it's the same game well the same game system but you're giving them that's mm, thing to me. do as a gamer is yeah. to share the share, love of share gaming the love. with other yeah. people All right. uh next year is gonna be the ps5 it's coming oh. out next year xbox will be next year as well uh i don't know if i'm gonna get them right away so we'll, we'll see so i I read about your 2020 resolution. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that. It. We'll get to that. For the future. Um, and okay. Uh, so I think we're just going to wrap this up now. I'm, I don't feel like we need to keep talking more than... Uh, no. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? It wouldn't be right to introduce new games or reviews on the summary kind of highlights. So let's just say no, but... 
have a safe and happy holidays and like thanks for sticking around and listening to our goofy little podcast yeah this will this has uh been a good year for us we managed to make an entire year's worth of, of uh podcast material we took a break in the summer because we were busy but the hiatus didn't wasn't indefinite we uh came back bigger and better than ever and now we're uh moving on into 2020 who knows what could be coming up next year yeah how can i become more of a gamer we'll see <laughs> level two yeah maybe you'll actually pull out that sega classic that you got and uh... i still haven't opened it <laughs> it's it's just sitting there i just look at it yeah <laughs> although i did see it won an award for like best mini console or like best packaging and i was like i felt some pride even though i've yet to play it <laughs> all right well signing off for 2019 where can they find you harvey z at the z is silent t-h-a-z-i-s-s-i-l-e-n-t i mean that's how you spell silent i don't know why that was a question i mean i'm, I'm not in the american spelling bee championships <laughs> I, I never actually think i spelled it out ever before in the past uh, okay i'm pretty sure you've tried at least once uh, you can find me at T-Man Plays Games. I don't need to spell that out for you. You can find our podcast at Make Me a Podcast. You can always email us at makemeagamerpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find my writings at tmanwrites.com. I will be putting up a text-based version of the Manatees uh, with a full top 10 uh, and maybe some honorable mentions. Uh, I did that last year. I don't think it'll be coming out the same week as this podcast because I'll be on vacation but I probably will write it up uh, before the end of the year and get that up at some point. So keep an eye out for that before 2019 ends. And have a safe and happy holidays. Enjoy all those games you get as presents or get people games as presents. And make more gamers in all the ways that you can. Yeah, make, make as many gamers as possible. And we will see you in 2020. Adios. One manatee for the road. I was going to throw a really weird throwback in there of adios, hell diverinos. <laughs> that doesn't even like, that's not, uh, that's not even from the podcast though. That was from our let's plays. It's a deep cut. It's a very deep cut. If you watched our videos before the podcast existed that are on YouTube somewhere, maybe you would get that cut. But for that one guy, that one guy, that was for you, baby. <laughs> Oh.